Hi there, everyone. Uh, this is Max. This is Cassie. And we're here for a very special pre-show it moment. Is, it is that time of the month. And no, I'm not talking about your menstrual cycle. We're not talking about I'm, menstruation nation. We're talking, I'm talking about, about raffle time for my shit art. Raffle time, baby. As many of you know, I've been working on, uh, if you've been following us on social media, which you should, uh, I've been working At on- Insanely Haunted Podcast. Yeah. Uh, Facebook. No, wait, no. Is it? There's Facebook. What is it? Uh, it's just like this. It's, it's, we're, we're on Facebook, Tumblr, <laughs> uh, Twitter now. I want to um, say it's at Haunted Insanely still. Uh, on Twitter, yeah. Okay. It That's is. what I'm saying. It, oh, okay, okay, okay. I did a horrible piece of art of the three boys. Beautiful, terrible, bad, wonderful, great piece um, of art. It is on a, a, a like a, a slab of wood, like. So it's real. That's how you know it's, it's real. It's like rustic. <laughs> I got it from the craft section of the local craft store. You know, you really don't need to sell yourself short here. It's beautiful. It's, I live with it. <laughs> it's, it's in the house right now and it's gorgeous. <laughs> um. So yeah, you should check on social media to see what it looks like. Anyway, uh, we had a little thing going this month where if you became a patron, or if you became a Patreon. If you became a patron. If you became a patron, a a patron a patronus patronus. you became one of our patronuses on (laughs) patreon.com slash insanely haunted if you became yeah uh you were going to be entered into a raffle to have this piece of shit art delivered to you now if if i was doing the raffle i would have just put all the names like in a spreadsheet and put numbers on it and clicked on a random number generator button but cassie has more of a soul than i have (laughs) did an actual like write the names on pieces of paper she put all your names on pieces of paper and now we have and them. And I'm not and- looking at them and they're folded up. And and by the way, I plan to do this sort of thing um, periodically. So if you didn't get it this time, <laughs> I'll make future crap art in the future. We'll do raffles for Patreon uh, subscribers. Yeah. Definitely. And don't forget, we are going to be holding a... Um, a, a Q&I, Q, a Q&I, mate, on my <laughs> Twitch channel. Uh, Twitch, sorry, sorry Stefan. <laughs> Twitch.tv slash dull substance. Uh, we posted in the Facebook group a something for you to select what time you'd like us to be on so that we can be live for that. And if you respond to that and you're one of the folks who subscribed at whatever level that is on Patreon, then you'll be able to get access to send some questions in. So without further ado... Do you want to pick or... You do it. You've already... Ugh, I'm so nervous. Why are you nervous? Here then. I'm not nervous about okay. this at all. Don't look at it as you... Okay. It's Susie. Susie, you get this crap art. Susie, thank you for joining us on Patreon. Just a reminder, it's patreon.com slash insanely haunted. There are multiple levels that you can subscribe at. All of them, uh, we think... We tried to make it affordable, so there's a $1 a month option. There's a $3 a month option. It's pretty simple. It's pretty easy. There's also 5 and 10, which are probably not as affordable. But, if you, but, you know, if you, if you want to support us, then that's a great way to do it. You can also support our friends at the Scavengers Network on Patreon. And... Uh, uh, just a reminder to check out all the cool shows that the Scavengers Network has to offer. You're about to hear two great co-hosts, Lindsay and Whitney Nelson, on our show. And they are from a Scavengers Network podcast called Historical Hotties. You'll hear a preview at the end of this episode. It's a great show. It's so fucking funny. We've both been on it. You'll you'll love it. Mm-hmm. There's no cussing in it, so it's different from this show. But <laughs> there's, if you listen to their um, PodCon two episode, we cussed a lot. We cussed, I think, the most. And I got like very drunk <laughs> right before that, so I basically sound like I'm falling asleep. Whenever Max gets drunk, he starts to talk like this. I just, it's this is how <laughs> it sounds. Well, and also our voices were so hoarse from. Just the entire day. And the we had the lavalier mics that you're supposed to have on your lapel, and we were both holding them right next to our mouths, so it's like <laughs> loud and peaky and all over the place. It's like I'm up here right like this. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, that's the, you're, you're going to hear this episode, and you're going to love it. Thank you. Thank you for getting us all the way to episode 69. Nice, 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 nice. Thank you, everyone. And again, thank you uh, to our patrons. If you didn't win this time, there will be future times to... Future times. To... Uh, potentially win so thank you all right let's hit it ghost adventures is the sole property of the ghost adventures crew and scripts llc we're not in any way affiliated with any of them we just like watching them do their thing so if you like ghost adventures too support the crew in the travel channel also this podcast has profanity in it so take whatever precautions you feel are necessary
welcome to another episode of Insanely Haunted, the show where we watch and review every episode of Ghost Adventures. My name is Max. I'm Cassie. I'm Whitney. And I'm Lindsay. Hello. Welcome Hello. Hello. It's so lovely to have you two here uh, back again. We're very excited to be back. Uh-huh. The last time we saw you ladies was at PodCon 2. I yes. know. It was so nice to get to hang out with you guys in person. Yeah, it was. <laughs> uh, and it's... It's we're reliving that lovely moment right now uh, as we listen, <laughs> as we go through this beautiful television show that we all love so much. And, and guess what? This is our 69th episode. Nice. 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 And I knew it was meant to be because I logged onto the Internet and I saw that now that's what I call music has released their 69th album today. Uh-huh. <laughs> nice. So it's really meant to be. So, Cassie, why don't you share with our friends the reason why we invited uh Whitney and Lindsay to this episode in particular of Ghost Adventures. Well, because it's a sex episode. <laughs> uh, it's a sex episode, yes. <laughs> yes, but also because Lindsay and Whitney are very familiar with, with the Hellfire Club. That's true. We've mentioned it now a couple of times in different episodes, but in specific, our lovers episode of Historical Hotties, we, I, my pick was John Wilkes, who is expressly mentioned and his portrait is shown in this episode. Um, so I am familiar. We were familiar with the Hellfire Club, I think, before even starting Historical Hotties because yeah. it pops up in a lot of prominent politicians and stuff were involved in it at the time but especially in historical hotties it's come up a couple of times now so we being familiar with the club itself we were interested to see what happens down in the caves (laughs) yes and uh, you ladies apparently have a lot of accurate information about the hellfire caves (laughs) so (laughs) that'll be really interesting to hear about and contrast it with the garbage that we just watched Uh yeah yeah, I have, a lot, I have a lot to say. <laughs> oh, by the way, do you want to tell our listeners about Historical Hotties? Oh, yeah. We co-host a podcast called Historical Hotties, which is a show where we take different categories of historical figure, anything from opera divas to aviators, and we pick people from that category at any point in history, and we debate them in four categories and try and figure out who is the biggest babe of all time. I, I think the chances are slim to none that Zach Bagans will ever make it onto that any of those lists. <laughs> no, no, I'm afraid he doesn't meet really any of my qualifications for a historical hottie. <laughs> I know, and nobody is surprised by this, I don't believe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but thanks again for joining us. We're This was like a really fun episode for us because anytime the boys go to uh, jolly old London, <laughs> they just have so much fun. I wonder it's like if they're walking on Mars. I did like how he kept saying, We've crossed the Atlantic, like it was an arduous four month journey for them. Yeah, and like he's trying to fucking guilt the ghosts, too. Like, we came all the way over here. Can you show up, please? Yeah. yeah. Well, they start the episode in London, and Zach's walking around talking to the camera, and he's like, It's really cool walking through a city, different world, but the same ground. I do love that. I love that he has to like mention, well, and it's also like, Oh, it was so long ago. Which which means it was a totally different world, but the ground is the same. <laughs> and he like mentions Jack the Ripper and At he's like, psych. And then yeah, he's like, but we're not talking about that. We're not here for that. Cool, cool. Thanks for yeah. Okay. So the question that I have for you two is, mm-hmm. how bad to, did they get it wrong? So bad. So I mean, the whole tone of the club is completely different, and they. I mean, it wasn't demonic at all. I mean, it was called the Hellfire Club, and it was about irreverence, but it was basically, yeah. like, for sex parties. I mean, the the pagan orgies is the only rituals they were doing. They were doing bacchanals. Like, that was... But they were all, like, joke bacchanals, even. It was, like, yeah. it was like an episode of Monty Python. It was not, like, a, a <laughs> The Satan most erotic cult. thing I can think of, an episode <laughs> of Monty Python. <laughs> this was an excuse for some of the richest, most powerful people in the country to get drunk and have a bunch of sex and do it with some costumes. Like, there was and, no summoning of demons or opening And honestly, of the more historians look into it, the more it was, like, playing card games than it was sex. Like, sex happened... Yeah. And there definitely were prostitutes down there. But it was even more just like getting drunk on sherry and playing cards than it was anything else. <laughs> just yeah. getting away yeah. from the wives and having a nice time out with the lads. Yeah. yeah. They like to make fun of religion, which you couldn't do at the time. Yeah. 
yeah. So that yeah, that yeah. was a big thing is they were making fun of religion. So they did things like they made a pigeon pie that they called the Holy Ghost pie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and for context, everyone, this that the Hellfire caves are lo- are actual like caves beneath a church and they mm-hmm. dug these caves and it, it, the tunnels are like in really weird shapes and but uh yeah it's right below a church which is pretty ironic but i mean they did um, like to pick locations like i think the very first hellfire club was in an abandoned the ruins of an abandoned abbey okay um Ooh. so they like to pick religious sites and then like mock them by doing irreligious things yeah. and there would be stuff like sometimes they'd get the prostitutes the you know sex workers who they would hire to dress up as like nuns and stuff okay but really whatever floats your like boat guys pig heads and blood and demonic sacrifices and yeah, yeah. Right. none of that was on anyone's mind what i will say though is i have seen and this is not substantiated uh but i have seen that the phrase what goes on underground stays underground is like oh. that's the origination of like the what happens in vegas stays in Vegas or whatever oh, is that the okay. Hellfire Club were actually the first people that was like a motto of the club. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So yeah, the, the boys are just like making all these wild accusations about it being like a place for demonic worship and rituals. They kept saying pagan rituals and involving the devil, but it's like actual like I, I, paganism, as far as I know, doesn't involve the literal devil. No, at not all. even a little bit. Yeah, um, and also I just find it very interesting how Zach has a very bad misunderstanding about paganism and <laughs> and Wicca spirituality, but mm-hmm. then he'll like have a a person who practices Wicca come to a ceremony. So it's it's kind of like, do you like what what? Where is do you going, fall on this? <laughs> What's your opinion? What is going Zach? on in your head and? Like, if you think that Wicca is this, like, demonic religion, then why are you... It just doesn't make sense. Working with some witches? Yeah. No, it doesn't... He's conflating, like... So, paganism is a word... Like, pagan is a word that the church used to basically talk about all religions that weren't Christianity. Uh Right. Um, And they thought it was demonic because they thought if you're worshipping anything other than God... It's demonic. But, you know, paganism is, yeah, uh, like animism, nature, worship, multi, you know, it's, it Mm -hmm. it was a catch-all term for all of the pre-existing religions. Um, Yeah. So, and then, like, modern paganism is a little different, but yeah, it's got nothing to do with the devil, but the church definitely thought it did, so. Well, and, and in regards to animal sacrifice, I mean, we kill animals all the time today, it's just we don't see it happen because we don't all work in slaughterhouses, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. uh, it was seen as, like, a part of uh, tradition, and I mean, we even carry some of that tradition on into present-day Christmas with the ham, the Christmas ham, that was originally a Yule ceremony. You get the pig, kill the pig, everybody makes a wish on the pig. Well, an oath on the pig. Like a a, a a proto-New Year's resolution, but if you break it, you have done something extremely bad. I mean, almost everything about Christmas comes from pre-Christian religions. Like, it's all Christmas trees and Yule logs and wassailing is all pagan, so. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, according to Zach Beggins and the boys, paganism is devil. Anything that's not one of the main religions that I know about is definitely <laughs> Satan. Even, even Satanists apparently worship Satan, which they actually don't. Yeah. But according, but according to Zach, they are satirical atheists. Right. Actual Satanists. Like Zach and the boys are like all about satanic panic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they, they missed their era. They would have been great in the 80s. Yeah. Yeah. One thing I found really funny throughout this episode is the... So they like tell stories about stuff that happened in the Hellfire Caves. And when it involves the Hellfire Club, if you kind of were to remove the like ominous music track from it, it would... It would kind of betray what uh, what you, this organization you, was actually like. You start hearing the soundtrack would be. Duh, 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 duh. <laughs> <laughs> because they tell the story about Ben Franklin and a baboon that somebody dressed up like the devil. It's just all really stupid. Somebody left his heart in an urn at the Hellfire Club, and then somebody stole the urn. No, not the mm-hmm. urn, just the ashes and left the urn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, what, no, his heart was in the urn. So it, was his heart burned into ashes? Or I think so. I think that's the idea. Or was it like a full heart? I think, I, 
I understood it to be like the cremains of a heart. Yeah. Not, not okay. like not like a chunk of meat. Okay. So it was probably just a fun joke. Like, yeah. It's a silly joke that we if, did. If you think politician frat house, you're much more in line with what yeah. the Hellfire Club that was. That is exactly. And not even with like, not even with the like hazing and, and stupid shit the frats do today. So. Right. Yeah. So yes, dressing up a monkey and having it scare somebody is 100% in line with the Hellfire Club and what actually happened. But it's very much like, just change the soundtrack. (laughs) Our friend Ben from overseas is here and he (laughs) likes to get wild. Do you still have that monkey? Let's go nuts tonight. (laughs) Uh, So so they're in England. They're exploring the Hellfire uh, Caves. Uh, Zach gets totally focused, like completely 100% focused on the idea that they are underneath a church. <laughs> and so the, the duality of heaven and hell is being, like, really represented here. And if, if, if massive orgies and stupid, fun rituals that aren't really based on anything specific uh, equals hell, he obviously has not taken an actual history lesson of any yeah. sort. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. There's, like, he was acting like people were tortured down there and stuff. And I was like, you are not yeah. in Elizabeth Bathory's basement. You are it's in like you- a place where people like got dressed up in goofy costumes and had sex. Yeah. <laughs> like you're in the wrong building, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to try the Tower of London. The, the LARP that he's looking for is in a totally different spot yeah. than this one. Nothing. Yeah. So this is not like a a terrifying you know dungeon of pain or anything. Yeah. <laughs> people did. actually had fun here. Yeah. He does tr- make a, a number of off-color jokes about trying to recreate the orgies, yeah. seemingly just to make his tour guide uncomfortable. Which Female is ex- tour guide. It's his go-to move for, like, being funny. Yeah. yeah. I moment. noticed I've, I've watched two episodes of this now with you guys, and both of them he made female tour guides very uncomfortable. Uncomfortable. Yep. 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 That's his whole deal. <laughs> So they're exploring the Hellfire Caves and they're getting all the stories in totally the wrong tone. So they find this inner temple area, which y'all mentioned is like actually kind of scary because it's full of these horrifying mannequins figures. Yeah. (laughs) And this is supposedly where the tour guide has seen the only ghost she's ever actually seen in this place. Which tell you something. Heard the only ghost. Yes. Uh, There's also a famous ghost who lives in the caves who is named Suki. And the story sounds so apocryphal and cliche (laughs) and not real. She's one of those. uh, She's a woman in white. She's one of those sad ladies who can't get a man ghosts. Yeah. You know, Uh, except this time she was killed not by heartbreak, but by uh, but by prankster lads. Mm-hmm. A bunch of lads who are doing pranks. Now, is this related to the Hellfire Club or is this just like something that happened in this cave where the Hellfire Club also met? I couldn't tell. I mean, it sounded like they just told her to meet them in the caves pretending to be like the guy who was going to marry her and that they had nothing personally to do with the Hellfire Clubs. But if you were, you know, teenagers trying to pull a prank on somebody having to meet you in the weird secret caves are probably, you know, I could see that happening. Yeah, I, I think it had to do with the lore of the Hellfire Club and nothing to do with the club itself. Yeah. Meet me in Mr. Dashwood's weird sex cave. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> there are also a number of diversions in this episode, uh, which usually does not bode well. That usually <laughs> means we're not going to get a lot of ghost evidence. They go to, first of all, the bar where Suki supposedly worked. Uh, where Zach is mystified that it's still open after 300 years. <laughs> Clearly not a guy who's spent a lot of time in Europe. Because yeah. everything's Zach like... doesn't go overseas very often. <laughs> or even sometime in, like, Philly or New York. Yeah. Where, yeah. Like, you, I mean, nothing's open for 300 years, but there are, is stuff in Philly that's been open for, like, 100 years, and it's been running that whole time. Uh, they also get to go to this mausoleum where one of the prominent members of the Hellfire Club was apparently buried. The guy whose heart was in the urn in the... Mm-hmm. The missing heart man, yes. And there's a number of uh, close-ups on spooky cherub heads and that <laughs> sort of thing. Oh, yeah, there's heads. There's faces in the, the, the walls of the cave that were carved into the rock. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, Zach has to make a Wizard of Oz joke about the guy mm-hmm. with a missing heart. Mm-hmm. Which falls very flat. 
<laughs> and nobody gets it except Aaron, who dunks on him. So good job, Aaron. Thank you. They meet some interesting locals in this episode. Ooh, you guys. Of Ghost Adventures. I, I love love it all. Far be it for me to shit on people who have found one another and support one another. Yeah, but, but those what the guys fuck? were gross. They were gross. They it were was nasty. Gross. And then the interstitials of like a man playing a violin and the cartoon characters in love. The whole thing was just wild. Weird. It was really uncomfortable. Super bizarre. I do not know why they did that. And then we get video footage of them like. Really making out. Yeah, really just sucking face. (laughs) And I I have to feel like they were so all over each other. And the way they kept like re-gripping the hands that they were holding across the table and stuff made me feel like a producer told them to like. Yeah. Be real. Be really Damn in up, love. Lovey dovey. Yeah. 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 This is your only chance to get on the travel channel. Where they're just really, really, really horny for one another. I mean, which, if they are after 15 years and four kids, then, That's like, great. good for them. But, you know, yeah. it doesn't really have but anything like, to do with this episode. Yeah. Did well, you that's notice? the thing is, why do they spend so much time on it? I don't know. They spend so much time on it. They spend almost as much time as having Lady Snake do a ritual on this couple that was, like... But, like, at least I get Lady Snake doing a ritual because they thought people did rituals in there. Right, that's whatever. what I'm saying. They spent as much time on this totally non-related thing <laughs> as they did on this very related thing. Uh, in addition, they gave these people subtitles, which they did this for a number of folks throughout the episode. And I do not understand because I feel like the only people who I had trouble understanding were the people who they did not give subtitles to. <laughs> but I have a feeling that, like, they had trouble understanding the locals, so they felt the need to put subtitles under it for their accents. <laughs> these were not, like, incredibly thick Scottish brogues or Welsh accents no. or something that no. can get a little hard to understand if you're not used to hearing it. Like, yeah. this was totally discernible it's the queen's english yeah also i like when they're at the like graveyard the mausoleum graveyard and it's this like beautiful sunny day and i'm like this is very not creepy you're in england and you couldn't get a more ominous sky than this yeah and like they're talking about how they're they can just feel the electricity below their feet you can literally feel it below your feet it's like, okay. Can you? Can you? I'm not sure. <laughs> like the whole ground is tingling. <laughs> There's ghosts all the way down. <laughs> so that's about it. Any? Do y'all have any more, uh, any more relevant notes about what went on before the quote lockdown began? Um, I do just want to say in the intro when they're talking about like what guests have experienced in the caves when they're doing the first initial tour. I made a note about the dramatic reenactment of a guest being touched by a ghost. (laughs) It was just aces. She just acted so hard for those four seconds on screen of being touched by a ghost. I just, before we got into the lockdown part, I had to say that somewhere. That woman who pretended to be a guest touched by a ghost really acted her little heart out. Yeah, she did. Uh, Props to her. That was great. I (laughs) believed her being touched by a ghost in that moment. (laughs) One of you uh, mentioned being a reenactor and sort of like having a window yeah. on this magical world. Yeah. I've, I've acted professionally and there is, uh, I've done like reenactments for low budget cable shows, but the one that I did was like a serial killer show and I was the bartender oh, who was shit. the last person to see them alive. Damn dude. <laughs> That's kind of amazing actually. Well, we were trying to set up a bar that actually looked like a bar in like a conference room. <laughs> Oh, shit. (laughs) And they didn't have any, like, specific lines for me. They were just like, the detectives are going to come in and question you, and then you have to say, you have to give this information. And it was really, yeah, no, it was, but I've been a reenactor, and they just tell you, like, okay, be whatever, and then you have to go, and they're all... And weren't you also an EMT? I was an EMT. Yeah. 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 In a medical emergency show. Yeah. Wow. How much guidance do you think Zach Bagans gives to these people he hires? I mean, I don't know, but they were, I will say they looked much more jovial, much more like the actual Hellfire Club than people who were doing satanic rituals. (laughs) They were like hanging out in their capes and drinking and yeah, but they they were like, okay, you're doing really scary satanic stuff here, guys. Wave that pig head around more. (laughs) We need to see. Yeah. I just always think about the the reenactors and this kind of stuff and what direction they must have gotten like what did they tell the woman who got touched by a ghost because it actually looked like she got like hit by a ghost so it did (laughs) it looks like she was tripped by a ghost who was doing like a funny gag that's the uh unaired pilot to the sequel of uh touched by an angel 
<laughs> I just can't imagine that there would be like a casting call for an episode of Ghost Adventures. Like, I feel like this is the type of shit show where they just show up to a location, find people on the street or are like, hey... Have you seen me on TV? Hey, I got four, I got forty pounds here. Would you like to be a walk-on role? I don't know what forty pounds is, but is that a lot of money? Could you help me? And that's where, if you're the smart local, you go like, dude, no, that's like two bucks. We totally won't do it for forty pounds. So the lockdown portion of this episode, the heavily air quoted lockdown. Yeah, right. um, it, maybe I've been too deep in the ghost adventures. Uh, feels for too long, but I have I have grown like inured to the fact that they play extremely fast and loose with the word locked. But we are not, are not inoculated no. to no. this, you and we could have had a lot a of lot. feelings about the lockdown. How many times did they leave? Three, three times that I counted that they opened and closed the door and people went in and out after the point where they said they were locking themselves in. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And they did the same thing in the Winchester mystery episode. So I don't know if this is every single episode they just wander in and out willy-nilly, but what's the point of locking the doors if you're going to yeah. wander out willy-nilly? Just say, we were in the caves all night. You don't need to say we were locked in the caves, because you weren't. Yeah. This makes me wonder if this was one of the motivating factors behind Nick Groff's split from the Ghost Adventures crew. I don't know if you all know this. The Ghost Adventures crew broke up a little bit. No, no. Oh. We know none uh, of this. <laughs> We got all the drama. Nick, the goatee man, the kind of nondescript mm-hmm. one, he left and started his own TV show called Paranormal Lockdown. Where he gets <laughs> locked into a space for 72 straight hours. And it's like an actual lockdown. Yeah, so maybe yeah. he was also annoyed at the free use of the term lockdown. Yeah, yeah. I would love to see some unedited footage from these lockdowns. Like, how awkward do you think? I bet it gets really awkward in there. Mm-hmm. They're awkward in the edited stuff, so I can't imagine <laughs> what they decided was not worthy of. Uh, well, and okay, I just thought of something. Like, what if they have to use the bathroom? Well, we I talked about that in the Winchester Mystery one, because they had talked about how there was no active bathrooms yeah. in the Winchester Mystery House. Like, do they have to get out of the caves, run upstairs, and go in the church? Or do they just, like, <laughs> dig a hole in the graveyard and go shit? <laughs> like, I mean, since they give tours and there's, like, all of the signs and stuff, I'm guessing there's some kind of, like, visitor's outhouse. center. But still. So we have a special guest joining us for this lockdown, and it is someone that, if you're a, a insanely haunted fan, you'll recognize from the Ancient Ram Inn episode. Her name is Lady Snake, and I thought this was funny. I don't know how much it stuck out to y'all, but it started out that her name was Lady Snake, and then sort of the emphasis in that in that uh, appellation changed to Lady Snake. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. as opposed to Man Snake. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that was really funny over the course of the episode. Anyway, she does a rich um, and it's real. And Zach is apparently like really like cranked up because this time we're going to do this ritual and we're not going to stop if it gets a little too scary. Because she bailed last time, apparently. Yeah, she bailed because she wasn't comfortable with like the devil or whatever. This time it doesn't even come up. I don't know whether she gave them like an intentionally dumbed down, like toned down version of the ritual, but it does require that Aaron take his shirt off. <laughs> yes. And he gets brushed key. with like water or something like that. I don't know. I mean, he says he smelled the blood, that it was blood that they were putting on his chest, but it didn't look like blood. It did definitely did not look like blood. He also mentions getting stabbing pains or burning pains in his chest at some point, which I feel like should have caused slightly more alarm than it did. So yeah. I think these guys all need to go to a doctor. They because are so delicate. I've only seen two episodes. They are so but they have very fragile constitutions. Yes. Oh, yeah. They are all the time. They are feeling sick and dizzy. They get vertigo. They get upset stomachs. They get shooting pains. They are, yeah, uh, they might have some kind of chronic condition happening. Could it somehow be related to the fact that they're not only in a different time zone and have what is it called jet lag jet lag but also maybe that they're awake all night and also maybe that they're in a fucking cave yeah you're (laughs) locked underground there is an episode i don't know if we've mentioned it to y'all and at the risk of chomping my own you know content there is an episode where aaron definitely has heart attack symptoms like (laughs) really of the classic ones like smells burnt toast has pains in his left arm kind of symptoms yeah yeah stabbing pain in the arm in the arm and heart dizziness uh, nausea the episode with the dude from motley crew he also has heart attack symptoms 
So a lot of a lot of out of shape older gentlemen get heart attack <laughs> symptoms and then blame it on ghosts and presumably don't go to a hospital afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in this one, though, uh, they they just sort of pass over those heart attack symptoms, and Lady Snake gives Aaron her cape so he'll feel a little more safe. So uh, yeah. that he'll look like the people who went into the inner temple because they were all the hierarchy of like, she was not being very clear about that. It's very. But I do have to say, he looks a lot more like a two bit boxer. I can't in that think that. That's all I could think of. He <laughs> looked like he was training for the big match. Yeah, uh-huh. The way he had the hood on and stuff, and it was just like, yeah, it was very. <laughs> very gonna fly now. <laughs> So they think that they catch an EVP that says Hellfire. It doesn't sound like anything. Um, They also think that they see on on video a white mist, which I had to really try hard to see. Yeah, even with their enhancing, you had to try really hard to see that. Yeah. You got to squint for a lot of the visual evidence in this episode. Um, And some of the visual evidence in this episode is just so ridiculous. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like the, so Zach gets his, um, his full spectrum still camera out and he takes a bunch of pictures that involve a uh, diagonal white line advancing on him. (laughs) (laughs) What is this? What do you think this is, Zach? I don't even know what he's supposing he's captured here. I mean, do you remember all those times where you sat around a campfire and told stories stories about the diagonal diagonal lines? They also catch on video this light anomaly that kind of like oh I love this it's like a little <laughs> blip around the corner it's and like you a just ghost see it waving hello real you just quick. see it really quick <laughs> it's, and it's tiny yeah, it's and very I'm cute it's, prob- it's probably a bat yeah bats hang out on walls and especially on walls and caves. <laughs> Now, here's a question. Would a bat be able to make an... I know they do sonar, and human beings, our ears can't really hear that, but would a bat be able to make the kind of noises that a Nick hears? Growl? He fe- well, Nick at one laugh. point says he thinks he hears, like, a lady cry out. Yeah, I mean, bats make... Maybe, I mean, yeah. Bats, bats make, like, chittering noises. They make, like, audible sounds. Humans just yeah. can't hear the, like, the reverberations that the bats can mm. to, like, okay. map right. sound. But, like, they... Yeah, they make audible sounds, and it's kind of high pitched. Bats make bats make sounds that are kind of like squirrels, only louder mm-hmm. and, and higher. Yeah, right. More more squeakier. Mm-hmm. Um, what I will say though is when that little light flashed, I really noticed in that moment. Props have to go to whoever's doing this sound editing and post. Oh, the sound editing <laughs> is so good. The sound <laughs> to editing highlight is the best part of this show. Yes. To highlight those moments of like, they showed you the little flash, they did the slow motion and the whatever of the flash, they showed it like 13 times and then they go in and they play it in real time again. And the sound editor does an incredible job of building up that moment and making it feel scary, even though and then making I am not at all scared by that. That flash. like evokes the movement of whatever they're trying to get you to notice. That like mm-hmm. it yeah. feels like that movement is being, you know, onomatopoeia articulated in a sound. Yeah. Do you think their sound editor is also the one who has to go through every single second of digital audio <laughs> trying uh, to, try to create out, those EVPs? <laughs> yeah, anything. Just anything that could be a voice. How is can this I distort it, the sound on this to make this sound like some kind of a word? <laughs> that's the that's what I really want footage of is like fly on the wall in the edit suite as they're building an episode of Ghost Adventures. I want to know, I have a feeling, I have a theory in my heart that Zach Bagans is like extremely overbearing about the final edit and like has to, you know what I mean? Like he has to be like the auteur. I could definitely see that, yeah. Especially since a lot of the episodes that we've been watching do not have like an ending piece where they review the evidence, but this one does. Yeah, something's going on there. And by the way, Billy is here in this one. Yeah, and he's wearing a hat and my guess is it was too humid out. (laughs) <laughs> uh, Lindsay and Whitney, I don't know if you guys have seen Billy Tolly before. He has a, a pretty big, ostentatious mohawk um, that he was hiding underneath a fedora. Well, cool very, very successfully, because I had no indication of a mohawk. <laughs> and it's like, it's perfectly sculpted, just like Zach's sculpted hair. Now, like- C- Cassie has a problem with Billy's mohawk because she believes that if you've got a mohawk, you need to be like engaged in rock and roll headbanging. Well, you have to or, be doing something with it. You can't just sit on your ass and listen to sounds <laughs> for hours on end. Otherwise, what's the point? <laughs> Otherwise, why have the mohawk? Why did you go through all that effort? For no person to ever see it. Mm. Yeah. This mohawk is for me. <laughs> okay, 
in addition to the diagonal line ghost and the <laughs> ghosts who say various things like, I'll get you, despite being apparently from the 1700s. I know. I can't get over how like modern and colloquial all their ghosts and demons sound. They use they use 2000s verbiage to say things. Maybe they're like learning. Maybe they're picking stuff up they, from new people who wonder. They do keep calling ghosts from the 1700s bro. So, I mean, maybe they're just yeah. very adaptive ghosts. Oh, right. So Aaron ends up uh he, he's in this room. What it's room the, was it's it? It's the inner temple. The inner temple. Okay. And right above him is the church, correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's like this kind of small round room and he does like an EVP sesh for a ridiculously long amount of time and he doesn't get anything. So then he stands up to walk out and all of a sudden he's feeling really weird. Almost like he's almost going to black out because he stood up too fast, but he thinks it's ghosts <laughs> and um, he, he tells us about it. He's looking at the camera. You see his eyes like look to the side and then they replay the audio. And apparently there's an EVP saying, I'll get you. Right. It was that yeah, one. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, and then he decides to go back into the room and sit. And again, he gets nothing on the EVP. Well, this is demonstrating the thing that I mentioned so often, which is that when you don't get evidence the second time, the longer you go without getting evidence, it makes all the evidence that you do get extra special good. And was it on the, the second time he comes out or the first time where he feels the tug on his robe? It was when he was the second time. And it's like always past the threshold, like he's implying that somehow that room is protective or something. Yeah. And that it could in no way be him actually stepping on his robe. I feel like if you if you look really closely, you can kind of see where he probably did step on his robe. Yeah, no, it looks well, no, visible the, in the shot. Well, the, the robe is very visible in the shot, but he doesn't feel the robe until he's picked up the camera. Because uh, I was very closely watching. I was like, well, we can see his feet. We can see the robe. I'm going to see him step on his robe. And you didn't because it, he didn't go, whoa, what was that? Until after the camera was already in his hands. Mm-hmm. Aaron was remarkably chill in this episode, I feel like. Usually yeah. he's the first one to flip out. But in this one, he felt very zen to me. Yeah. Must have been that robe. Even when he was in that mannequin room by himself for like 25 minutes trying to get ghosts to talk, he was very <laughs> calm. Yeah. Notice that Zach did not go into the mannequin room by no. himself. Zach shares your fear of dolls and mannequins. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it is something. Something that is an endless source of entertainment on Ghost Adventures. Um, so there are two big pieces of evidence that you would be pretty... I would feel remiss leaving out of this episode of Insanely Haunted. Mm-hmm. The first is the lantern. Do y'all remember this lantern? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. The lantern caused quite a fuss, I feel like. Yes. Um, the lantern is directly below the church, correct? No. The, as far as I know. No, no. The, the inner temple where Aaron was hanging out with the mannequins is the one directly below the church. Oh, okay. 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 So they've got this lantern. It is below the ground, pr- presumably where people use the grounds. Maybe not at this time of night, but the lantern begins to swing at one point. And this becomes the main focus. Like, I feel like these guys have been doing the show enough at this point to where they can they can tell this is what we're going to make this whole scene about yeah. as soon as they see it. They spend like eight minutes on this lantern. And it's so funny to listen to them, like, get started on it because they're all like, did you see that moving? Yeah, I saw that moving. That's moving. Is that moving up there? Was it moving before? Moving. Was it moving when we first got here? It wasn't moving, right? And then they contact the people at the headquarters and they're like that does not move and then (laughs) that's my favorite is when there's like a really mundane conversation and then the sound editor goes in with the the (laughs) any guesses as to why it might have been moving um rock is very conductive that's how earthquakes happen Mm -hmm. is like one thing happens and the rock transmits that movement um so literally that could be like a garbage a garbage truck dropping a dumpster outside of the like visitor center and yeah. the caves seem to be dug out of pretty solid rock. So. Oh, yeah. And they're, they're, England is pretty um, tectonically oh. quiet. Is this a good time for a geology <laughs> oh, lesson? sure. Okay. Uh, so the walls are made out of, was it limestone? What do we not know? They never said. Oh, I don't remember them saying. Okay. Well, chances are it's some like ancient ocean sediment particles. Um, England has a bunch of ocean sedimentary rocks like sandstone and saltstone and limestone. I mean, I'm guessing, well, it could have been anything really. And and all those sedimentary rocks are really easy to carve through. I found it funny that they kept talking about hearing rocks being thrown, but they're in a cave. Mm -hmm. Where rocks fall, you know? (laughs) Well, and they throw gravel down a hallway. Also, caves echo. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's what I'm yeah. Like, the rocks could have easily kept moving, or they could be an echo back from, like, yeah. They they kept then saying that they were seeing rocks thrown, and I was like, no, you guys heard I a call sound bullshit on that. that you decided was a rock being thrown. Yeah. Also, very mean at them, of them, if this Super ghost mean. was real, if this woman yes. is there, still a ghost after hundreds of years because she was traumatically, accidentally stoned to death, for you to go throwing rocks at her is, like, yeah. really terrible if you believe that that was a real thing it is so they so quickly abandoned their mission to like heal the unrested spirits like they always <laughs> go in with this idea that they're gonna like put these things to rest and help these people move on and then they go in and they start throwing rocks at the person who got killed by somebody throwing rocks at them yeah, yeah. They, they always go from nice to just rude that's not gonna give any ghost any closure that's yeah and there have actually been people that have not wanted them to come back because <laughs> they apparently made things worse. <laughs> I mean, so that like would not surprise me. They're yeah. reverse Ghostbusters, really, is what they're these ghost guys are. enhancers. Ghost rustlers. Yeah. <laughs> so the cherry on top in this episode for me is the full spectrum digital still camera image that Zach Bagans takes. At first, he seems to be building up in the narrative to be Suki, but then he decides it's actually one of the club members mm -hmm. and it's them. He's like beckoning them down. And the idea is that like when they as soon as they get this image, everything changes and the ghosts get more aggressive or whatever. And the image Zach talks about as though it is like a picture perfect representation <laughs> of the human form when it looks like Gumby. <laughs> Yeah, it looks like another. No, even worse. Remember that that image that they got at the some jelly place? bean baby. The jelly bean baby. Yeah, at the top of the stairs, and and even that looks better than what this looks like. That looks so much more like a human person than this. And it weird, didn't look like a human no, person. No, it didn't at all. <laughs> I mean, by even... the uh, title Jelly Bean Baby, I was guessing that it didn't. <laughs> I mean, this doesn't look like anything. It just looks like a grainy picture. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And and so because this and this is another one of those things where I well, I took the picture a second time and it wasn't there. So, so. definitely ghosts. Which is obviously how science works. Yeah, ghosts yeah. and not recreate. I mean, I will say, if it was something like a weird play of the light, then that should still be there if you take the picture again. But, like, yeah, the, their whole evidence is based on if you can't make it happen a second time, then it was real. Yeah. yeah. The closest way that I could think in my head when they were trying to, like, tell you what the shape was and how it's clearly a person with their, like, knee up and their elbow out <laughs> trying to beckon you, I was like, the only way that I could make that like recreate that is with pipe cleaners like that's, it looked like a stick figure made out of yeah. pipe cleaners it did not in any way resemble a human being yeah no and not even like a human shaped pipe cleaner man like no. it was just like no. random pipe cleaner yeah it was like if someone squished a bunch of pipe cleaners together yeah. and then they were like this is a man right you're doing yeah. macaroni art but all you have is regular linguine and then, of course, they do a recap. I don't know if you... So you all have only seen the two episodes of Ghost Adventures. This recap they do at the end... Pointless. So pointless. And it's something that they've only started doing in season six. And it's just, like, frustrating. I don't know. I, <laughs> I know that they feel like they're they're enhancing their evidence by putting it all together. But it really just feels like they think I wasn't paying attention. So they like... Yeah. They're basically telling you again what they saw. Yeah. But they're not actually like checking with somebody who's like like critically analyzing their work. They're just like telling people who are like believing everything that they say. And it's like, we don't need to hear this again. Especially because they repeat themselves so much already in an episode. Yeah. Like, the, if you didn't get it by the end, I'm not sure their list at the end is going to get it to you. Like... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Who is this for? Is the question. <laughs> One thing in, in the notes that I wrote down, because we've already passed it, but I was too caught up in the conversation. There's one point where he's talking, and I think this is. Wait, what's his name? I'm so bad with names. The guy with the goatee and no hair. Oh, no. Aaron. That's oh, Aaron. 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 Okay, so at one point Aaron is talking about how he's feeling and he explains the moment after electrocution. Yeah. But he does it in a way where he's like, you know, that time that everybody has experienced in their life after they've been electrocuted. And I was like, why are you saying this? Like, we've all done it before. It's like, you know when you get that, what it feels like when you get an electric shock when you're electrocuted, but not... The electricity, just the after. And it's like, yeah, no, that's a super relatable experience. I agree with you on that Definitely. I just that's noted just that you, in my... Bud. I had that in my notes and I forgot to bring it up when we were talking about him in the thing by himself. So anyway. 
Anything else from the uh, lockdown, the air-quoted lockdown, uh, before we start wrapping up on this episode of Ghost Adventures? No. No, I don't think so. So uh, that was the Hellfire Caves. Did either of the two of you have a favorite moment of this episode? I liked when, in the beginning, when they're talking to the tour guide and she's telling them about the one time that she got scared with the growl at the bottom, they do an instant replay of a ghost sound without sound the first time to see where she's waving her arm. I thought that was pretty great. Uh, Yeah, that was good. I definitely think that my favorite part was that actress at the beginning pretending to be touched by a ghost. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Um, Props to but her. But did also very much like when the lantern was swinging and they were all freaking out. And, and he kept reiterating in voiceover, we are not confirming yet. We're trying to debunk. <laughs> but they asked the ghost to tell them if this was supernatural or not. Like when they asked the ghost to debunk the lantern for them. Uh, How about you, Cassie? I really liked the very beginning when Zach was just, like, on another planet, walking around (laughs) England. (laughs) He's like, it's so cool to be in a city, you guys. Yeah, has he never been in a city before? (laughs) He lives in Las Vegas, presumably quite a large city. Yeah. How about you, Max? Uh, My favorite was when Aaron got a cool cape that made him feel fearless and strong. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they should yes. maybe think about getting him a cape regularly because he did seem much, uh, yeah. <laughs> much more courageous than in the Winchester Mystery House episode when they made him go in a room by himself. They like to do that, don't they? They like to send. Oh, Aaron. they love it. Yeah. <laughs> What's funny is that it started out as kind of a bullying thing. Like we're just gonna do, we're gonna send Aaron in because he gets freaked out, and then it later on became Aaron is like especially ghost sensitive, <laughs> so we're gonna send him in because he's just like good at finding them. Mm. It's like, no, it's just because you always send him in first. He gets all the goodies. It's just the muscle memory. Yeah. (laughs) So we've added a segment to this show. I don't know if it was part of the segment, the show last time you all were on, but it's called Tweet Watch. And it's where we go to Zach Bagans' Twitter account and just see what's going on with him. Yeah. Yeah, I don't Um, think this was a segment yet when we were on before. This one right here blows my mind. I absolutely love it. Uh, From nine hours ago, I'm going to have a, quote, Super Bowl of acai and granola this morning. See, kids, how your humor gets when you get old. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. Okay, Zach Bagans retweeted this from Las Vegas Review Journal. Quote, Ted Bundy was one of the most evil human beings to ever set foot on this planet. End quote, Zach Bagans said. Quote, his eyeglasses will be on permanent lockdown behind jail bars where they belong on exhibit at the Haunted Museum. (laughs) Did you all know that Zach Bagans owns a haunted museum? No, I didn't. That I I did. I feel like we talked about that at some point. I don't know if that was on the air or (laughs) off the air, but I remember talking about that. He is the owner and proprietor, and now they got those uh, Bundy glasses. They also have some of Charles Manson's fake teeth like just really weird shit oh and some some bricks from like the saint valentine's day massacre i mean this sounds more like a murder museum than like a ghost museum it does. that's kind of what it's turning into and i think he's probably leaning into that a little bit mm-hmm. although they mm-hmm. do he did also recently purchase i think one of the big baby sculptures of donald trump i forget exactly what Gross. it looks like but he purchased it because it's like really weird and but Haunted? Like, I, don't, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Except Maybe in the way that, that Donald Trump haunts all of us? Like, is that. <laughs> I don't know if it is um, in his museum or if he just, like, he has just it wanted at home. it. <laughs> this is for if the haunted museum thing fails and he has to get controversy some other way. Yeah. It's all for the hashtag content. Well, Shucks, I think that's about it, really. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Insanely Haunted, you two. Anytime. Thanks for having us back. Yeah, it's always a delight. Where where can people find you guys? Well, Historical Hotties, you can find Historical Hotties in any of your podcatchers, but we are at Historically Hot on all social media. And if you want to follow me specifically, I am Whitney underscore Nelson, N-E-L-S-E-N on Twitter. And I am Lindsay Nelson, N-E-L-S-E-N. Ian and, and the same spelling because we're related, but everybody wants to spell it with an O. Um, and uh, it's mostly just pictures of gelato, but you are welcome to follow me there. Ooh, Ooh God, that sounds rad, actually. <laughs> it's pretty good. I'd like to say thank you to the Scavengers Network for welcoming us to their uh, podcast Yay! family. 
Um, historical Hotties. It, I, historical Hotties is a Scavengers Network show, correct? Yes, it is. Yes, we are. And you know what else is a really good Scavengers Network show that I just started listening to? Yeah. It's called Myth Takes. Oh. Ooh, it's fun. It's really cool. It's a live play um, uh, Monster of the Week podcast, which is a really cool uh, tabletop RPG that y'all should try out sometime yeah. if you're listening. Yeah. Both and Whitney and I are in that. <laughs> cool. Uh, we'd also like to say that uh, support your state, your national parks and your state parks. Especially right now. Um, yeah, they could donate. use your help right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you could help donate to the National Park Service by donating to the National Park Foundation or the National Parks Conservation Association, they could really, really, really use the help. The parks really need help right now because during the shutdown, there was a lot of damage that is being called irreparable, which really sucks. Mm-hmm. So they could use a little bit of extra patronage. Speaking of patronage, we got you, a Patreon. You can go to patreon.com slash insanely haunted. You can also support the Scavengers Network on Patreon, and I think both of check these are out, good things to check do. Check out the levels and the little the little prizes you get. We love new patrons. Yes. Woo-hoo. And I think that's gonna do it for us this evening. Does that sound about right to you? Well, let me think, let me think, let me think. Um yeah, I think that's it. Okay. Well then, uh, we'll see you next week saying goodbye. My name is Max. I'm Cassie. I'm Lindsay. I'm Whitney. And you just heard uh, the Class A EVP. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content. When I fall in love, I get dizzy. I fall out just This is Historical Hotties, a podcast where we go through different categories of historical figure and try and figure out which one is the biggest babe. Welcome once again to Historical Hotties, the show where we rummage around the attic of history in search of the box marked hotties. With me is the woman who never grows tired of reminding me that the mountain she's named after is way more famous than the mountain I'm named after. For anything that it couldn't be transcribed and written on the sheet music, anything that they had to have like a physical photo or anything, Baker would pin the important documents to her underwear and counted on her fame to avoid strip search would going like across borders and through Nazi checkpoints. I am Whitney Nelson, and with us, as always, is the lady whose first crushes were Sherlock Holmes and Indiana Jones. Lindsay Nelson. Sherlock Holmes was probably definitely a red flag. (laughs) (laughs) And he also pioneered the walking skirt, which is very controversial at the time because it was short enough to see the ankles. One of your most important joints. Is it one of your most um... important joints? (laughs) I don't know. It was because of Princess Song Darling Nikki that explicit warning labels exist. Wow. Tipper Gore and Zoroastrianism, not things I expected to come up in this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Before the hair got fully wild, when it's just still kind of like... Yeah, let's let's talk about Uh, old list now, because that man did not age well. Uh, Well, before we get to see which list... uh... (laughs) All right, well, we'll see you next week, and uh, stay hot, everybody, in your tight, tight rock and roll pants. That's a good sign-off. I like that. Thank you.